Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching us in John chapter 16. We usually read about all the wonderful aspects the Holy Spirit offers us, such as comfort, counsel, help, intercessory help, and strength. Jesus also said when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness, uprightness of heart and right standing with God, and about judgment. Then Jesus goes on to define each of these things in verses 9 through 11, sin, righteousness, and judgment. Pay attention to all that the Holy Spirit brings to us, and let us be thankful we are led by him every day. In fact, let's lean into his teaching as it relates to areas we may find ourselves in sin with, so that we can come up higher. Verse 13 says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, the truth-giving Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. This is amazing that we are led by God through his Holy Spirit. The next few verses tell us even more. Take your time reading through the most excellent position the Holy Spirit has and what he will do in your life. Next, Jesus encourages the disciples in a magnificent way. In verse 27, he says, For the Father himself tenderly loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from the Father. God loves you dearly, my friend. Let us receive his love in all its fullness. Lastly, Jesus ends his teaching in verse 33 with, But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Let us walk in confidence, the confidence of Christ today. Let's see what's happening with the new church in Acts chapter 2. Our first verse says it's the day of Pentecost. In this book in the New Testament, the day of Pentecost was the day the Holy Spirit was received. In the Old Testament, it was the day they were given the law. It was traditionally celebrated every year and was celebrated 50 days after the Passover. In our chapter today, it is 10 days after Jesus had risen, and we see the Holy Spirit coming to all those who believed in him in a mighty way. They were given the gift of speaking different languages. And may I suggest it wasn't for just the individual that they were given this gift, but for the non-believers. As the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit and started talking in other languages, there were crowds of people gathering around them. These people were hearing their own language and were flabbergasted. The text tells us the believers were Galileans. Galileans were not necessarily very educated. In fact, they didn't speak well at all, and now they were speaking in different languages. Some were amazed, and others thought that people were simply drunk. Peter began to talk and spoke of the prophecy out of Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. Then he went on to talk about Jesus and how they had crucified him. He brought understanding to them as he quoted scripture about King David in the Psalms. When they finally understood and believed, they were greatly dismayed at their actions and asked what they could do now. Peter told them, be baptized into Christ and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Even these people who had put Jesus on the cross were offered an opportunity to repent and be saved. 
Verse 39 says, For the promise of the Holy Spirit is to and for you and your children, and to and for all that are far away, even to and for as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself. Isaiah 57.19 and Joel 2.32 are referenced here. About 3,000 souls were saved that day. That is exciting for them then, and it is exciting for us too, because we are promised the gift of the Holy Spirit. There was excitement which continued, and they devoted themselves to learning and fellowship with one another. They sold what they had and gave it all to the cause, and all were taken care of. I love verse 46, which says, They partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts. Gladness, simplicity, and generosity. These are wonderful ways to enjoy our food and everything else in our lives. We've gotten rather complicated in our days and our ways. Let's see what's happening in First Chronicles chapter 13. King David desired to bring the Ark of God to the city of David. He gathered all the leaders and was very diplomatic. He asked if they all agreed and thought it was the right thing to do that they would bring the Ark of the Covenant back with them. They agreed and they embarked on a journey to do just that. They were all so excited, sang songs, played instruments, and celebrated on their way back with the Ark. However, one of the men touched it to try and steady it, and he was killed. Verse 10 says, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him because he touched the ark, and there he died before God. Then we read that David was offended and afraid of God. He really wanted to bring the ark back home to the city of David, but decided to leave it at a Levitical porter's home for three months. God blessed the family who lived in this house while it was there. In chapter 14, we read that Hiram, king of Tyre, sent timber, masons, and carpenters to build a house for King David. He was settling into his kingship nicely and continued having more and more children whom we read about through verse 7. Then we read about the Philistines going after David. More importantly, we read that David asked God what to do. This is always key in our lives as well. Let us stop and ask God what he has planned. In David's case, God told him to go against the Philistines and he would win the battle. This happened. David burned their gods and then they came after him again. David asked God what to do again. And this time God actually gave him instructions about how to win. He told David to turn away from them and go around another way. Meanwhile, God went out ahead of them to smite them. God fights our battles as well. He's out in front of us fighting battles we'll never even know about. It's important to note that David sought God's counsel and then was obedient to him. Let us do the same. Well, let's see what Solomon has to share with us today in Proverbs 23. There are lots of nuggets of wisdom in this chapter as with all the others. Verse 4 says, Weary not yourself to be rich. Cease from your own human wisdom. Our modern day world certainly directs us to want more and more. However, wisdom tells us to be thankful for what we have. In fact, Solomon warns us to not be overcome with other people's riches, want them, or even receive them. Are people generous? Well, some are, but some are misers and offer us things that they don't really want us to accept. So let's be thankful for what we have and not desire what others have. Verse 12 says, apply your mind to instruction and correction and your ears to words of knowledge. This is what we can spend our time doing, gaining knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. These things will last and will keep us drawn closer to God instead of the worldly riches that people seek. Verse 17 talks about envy and says, let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. Yes, let us offer reverence and worship to God and not to things that others have. Lastly, the end of the chapter goes into great detail about what drinking wine and alcohol lead to. Verse 29 suggests it leads to woe, sorrow, strife, complaining, wounds without cause, and eyes that are red. 
Drinking wine leads to a serpent's sting, strange vision, disaster, and then leaves people craving more. Let us take what we need here, my friend, and let the word of God speak to our lives. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Thank you that we can freely read your word and learn more of your ways. May our hearts be on fire like the early Christians were. May we receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.